0: That was the indication that uh, ESCOMU would be closing down those power stations because uh, um, at the time the the rationale was that we are in a position where we were were requested by government to find more renewable energy projects. And because there was no space for them, we had to create that space. That space, uh, at that time could only be created through closure of some of these uh, generating units. However, the Minister of uh, Public Enterprises have, uh, uh, has intervened, basically asking ESCOM to go back and do uh, economic impacts or about uh, the closure of those stations. If we close them, what's going to happen to those towns? And uh, the uh, sort of initial report that we have received so far is that we are likely to have ghost towns in in the areas where some of the power stations are. For example, in the early 80s, when we closed uh, some of the uh, units like Camden, towns like NLO and and places like that were essentially ghost towns. We don't want to go back there. And a decision was taken by uh, ESCOM that we are going to uh, keep those stations as they are. What are we going to do with the renewables? is basically what the Minister of Finance has said just to recently together with the Minister of Energy to say that there's going to be an intergovernmental um, or meeting between Treasury, uh, energy and public enterprises where they're going to decide as to how we're going to move forward in terms of the, the renewables. But from our side, we have always been saying that the pace in which we are signing them on was actually creating a very difficult situation for us in terms of creating space for them.
1: This explanation sounds totally incredulous because you had gone as far as closing down some of the units already. Did you not know at that stage uh, the sort of impact it would have on those communities? You went ahead anyway.
0: Well, the, the, the units that were closed, uh, but uh, indeed they, they were closed, Sakina, but uh, not the entire power station. So essentially, those units were in what uh, the technicians called a, a cold stage. Essentially, they were just idling, but uh, not uh, producing power uh, every day. So, uh, the but that was with a view
1: to closing down the power stations eventually. Did you not know at that point the sort of socioeconomic impact it would have on those towns?
0: Well, Sakina, so, you know, we knew, which is why we were among the first people to say that uh, if we, we do go ahead with the plan, then this is uh, likely to result in, in, in the, the job losses and uh, other catastrophic things that could happen there within those areas. Which is why we were saying we needed uh, um, government to hear us out, so that we can explain to them that uh, the the extent or the pace in which we were starting the renewables was actually becoming to was beginning to have a very direct impact. Inter- those specific towns through the potential closures of the
1: station It's all very confusing, I tell you, because uh, at the time when you made that particular announcement, um, you also um, let us in on the fact uh, that you were overruled by government and that the utility ESCOM had no choice but to close down those power stations because of economic growth and electricity demand remaining flat. So when, what, has, what has changed in that regard?
0: Sakina, so, you know, the, the, the potential closures of this uh, uh, power station, together with the mines, some uh, analysis was already indicating that you are likely to have over twenty to 30,000 job losses within those uh, um, um, towns. So we as Com- and government uh, felt that uh, it was uh, a very untenable situation where you were going to have uh, so many people losing their jobs. So right now, a decision has been taken, and I'm sure in due course, um, ESCOM will go maybe to, to Parliament to explain further as to um, what our position is going forward. But so far, um, as Mr. Minister said yesterday, we are not going to close those stations. We will continue with our plan to actually prolong their lives. because you Remember, even then, when we came here, we said that the initial position of ESCOM was not to close our stations, but rather to prolong their lives so that we can continue to run them for as long as they're cold next door.
1: Has demand for electricity increased, Mr Pasiwe?
0: Well, demand for electricity still remains very uh, low, but uh, the, the reality is that if you close the stations, then you're going to have uh, even more problems. Which are over at least the thirty thousand people losing their jobs.
1: But you knew this all along, Mr. Passiwe. You see, which is why all of this, uh, you know, it sounds, it, it it smells a bit offish. Let me ask you about the power stations uh, that were earmarked to be closed. You've got Creel, you've got Komati, Hendrina, uh, Camden power stations, and uh, then I will take you to the Public Protector's report and um, Togeta. Uh, to is there any link? To Together with any of those power stations that were earmarked to be closed.
0: No, as a matter of fact, Together has said sometime last year that they actually would like to um, sort of end their their business with EFCOM and uh, get out of South Africa in terms of uh, the businesses that they currently have. So with the, those five power stations, there were at the moment that there was absolutely no link with Together at all. Well.
1: So, um, with regard to Komati, who is supplying
0: Komati? Uh, Komati is supplied by a a, a number of uh, suppliers there. Um, In Well, I I think we we have uh, companies such as uh, Just Call, which are supplying us there. But generally, that power station together with many others. We do have a, a number of suppliers. So you have one anchor tenant, then you have a number of other smaller companies that are fulfilling that job.
1: So Fontaine, um, do you know uh, who owns that? Well, Fontaine uh, is
0: supplied by, by Tegeta. And uh, yes, uh, that, that's uh, the, 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 the relationship that we have at the moment.
1: So Tegeta is involved in that?
0: For, for for current frontage. Yes, they are the ones who are owning current frontage. So I, I'm, I'm not sure Ultimately, uh, you know, what, what, what the context of your question is, but essentially.
1: What you know, I'm driving at look, is that mm-hmm. it seems suspicious that these four stations uh, that you two months ago were telling us the closing of which would be expedited is now suddenly being reversed, the decision to do just that. And then, of course, um, as I said, I, I clearly took you along to say this is what the Public Protector's Report raised as concerns, and I'm just trying to connect the dots, as it were.
0: All right. Well, Sakina, in relation to Tegeta, we at EFCOM are basically saying that the the Public Protector has uh, indicated, among others, that the presidency needs to establish a commission of inquiry. We as come, in the the interim at least, we have provided all the information that was requested from us by the National Treasury, because the Treasury is also doing an investigation on this matter. And once this uh, commission of inquiry is also established, we will certainly support it and uh, give them whatever information they would need. So from our end as a company, we we feel that uh, um, obviously there's been very much focus on, on, on Tegeta, but some of the contracts that we have with other companies Obviously, we're doing the very same thing with other companies, although obviously the focus now is uh, on together itself. Uh,
1: well, absolutely. Let me ask you about this contract with uh, coal baron Joe Singh. Uh, what is the latest development there? Is it true that Eskimo is demanding over 6 billion rand from him?
0: You know, Uh, So, Sakina, I've spoken to our our team which is dealing with this specific matter. Currently, we have uh, terminated the contract that uh, Just Code used to have with EFCOM, primarily because of the poor quality coal they were supplying us. So the issues around the 6 billion rand, I'm not sure where it's coming from, but uh, we, we have terminated their contract and uh, currently there's also an independent forensic investigation which is going on, which will uh, uh, sort of inform us as to how we should proceed going forward.
1: And then uh, let me just ask you finally before you go, Kulupasiwe, and I've been trying to get answers about this, uh, the 30 million rand pension payout that was made to Brian Mulefe. Um, At this stage, um, are you able to tell us exactly how that amount was arrived at?
0: Well, uh, Sagina, the, the the board of ESCOM had taken a decision that uh, um, they they were going to 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 to, to reverse the, their initial decision, decision on this matter, and uh, that decision was also obviously uh, communicated to the minister, who was attempting to explain it last week on on, on Friday. But uh, um, I think this one, to be honest with you, like uh, Sagina, maybe the, the spokesperson for the board or the board itself can be able to explain it uh, into into much more detail. All I know he couldn't, is that, uh, which is
1: why I'm asking you. I was hoping for a different outcome.
0: Well, um, um, all I know at this stage is that uh, the, the board had uh, um, worked based on the information that they had at the time, which they have now re- re- rescinded, and Mr. Malefe is back in the office now.
1: Let me ask you a different question. Did Mr. Brian Malefe resign, or did he apply for early retirement?
0: Well, the information that has been issued by the board is that uh, um, he had, uh, in terms of the 30 million rand payout, it was based on the retirement, early retirement.
1: Did he qualify for early retirement?
0: Well, um, Sakina, because obviously the board had made pronouncements on it before. So I think that they were, they were working based on the information that they had, plus also, uh, I would say, the the, the, the other cases that he had dealt with before. What we know um, is that uh, there were uh, some other uh, managers that had resigned before from his home and that had also used uh, the same criteria around uh, early retirement.
1: That's a simple question. He either did or he didn't qualify for early retirement, which is the simple question I'm asking, Kulu.
0: Well, uh, because the board had uh, already approved it, so clearly he did did qualify based on their criteria.
1: That the board approved it doesn't mean he qualified. Did ESCOM not take legal opinion on this matter?
0: I'm sure they did, uh, Sakina. I'm afraid I'm not in a position to speak in authority around the ESCOM board issues.